At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. If I came this Welcome to the Psychovertical Podcast. It's me, Andy Kirkpatrick, back again. Uh, I'm still on the road. I'm getting towards the end of my tour. I think I've got. Um, I think I've got two, two left to do. So I'm on, I'm on my way to uh, Christchurch, wherever that is. I thought it was in New Zealand, but apparently there's one here. And then I've got Bath or Bath. Um, and then maybe I've got one more, Andover. Unless I've already been to Andover. Maybe I've got three left. I don't really know. I just keep I just keep going on my website and seeing what it says. So I have no idea where I'm going. Um, looking forward to getting to the to the end of it. I think last time I did a I think last time I did a tour, I did about twenty-eight or something. So this one I've had a few more sort of gaps in between. Um, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, it, there was definitely a bit of a divide between north and south. There was a, there's definitely a lot more, pe- lot less people in the south, especially around London. Uh, I did a, f- a few Chel, Chel, no Cheltenham's not near London anyway. Cheltenham was good. So uh, you know, quite a lot of like last time I was on tour, like a, I think last year I don't know I've done like seven tours. The last, the last time I was on tour, I think it was like sold out, probably like eighty percent of the venues, and all, and all of, and all the venues were, were pretty, um, you know, were very good. So, so this time it's been a little bit strange, but yeah, some of them, I think I've had one where there was like probably less than a hundred people. Where the last time I went there, there was like four hundred people. So that's kind of strange. Um, it's like it's a bit like the when I, when I lived in Hull, I knew lots of people who were were DJs and the, the kind of indie music kind of DJs and you know when they started like you know when nights didn't go very well and there wasn't many people they were always you're always sort of thinking like oh well people don't go people don't like going out on a Tuesday or there was like you know Indiana Jones was on the telly or there would be, there'd be always some kind of you could always try and trying to work out why things are the way they are but when things went well, people never try and work out why they went well. You know what I mean, you just take it for granted when you, when loads of people turn up that they just turned up. But when loads of people don't turn up, you you don't, you don't think about it. You know, no, you think about it. That's all you do. You just think about it. But you don't you don't question why people came in the first place. Um, is that survivor bias? I don't know. I like I like the idea of survivor bias, even though I don't really know what it is. Um, but of course, like the oh my god, that's a cool, that's a cool building. Um, uh, but of course, it's like COVID, COVID times. So that has a big, 
that has a big uh, effect on it. God, where's this? God, this looks like a cool place. Christ almighty, it looks like something out of like The Shining. Where am I? Let's have a look on the map. Dorchester, historic county town. God, I'd love to stop and have a wander around, but I can't be arsed, so I'll keep on going. It looks very cool though, Dorchester. It looks like some kind of like military town. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it's some kind of built by Napoleon. No, not built by Napoleon. Built by Wellington or something like that. God, I've got to navigate around a, down a roundabout now. God, I've never been here before. And I won't be here this time either. Um, I don't want to go to Dorchester. I'm, I'm trying to drive with one hand and I'm holding this stupid microphone. Oh, God. If, you know, if anybody is listening to this who lives in Dorchester... It doesn't look like a real place. It looks like a. It looks like something else. It looks like it's just made, like a, like a film set. Anyway, I guess we're on. We're out, Must be around. Sort of. Are we near Salisbury Plain? And we're we at the, the, the bottom end of Salisbury Plain. Maybe. Maybe that's why. All sorts of. Uh, if you ever if you ever go camping, I once camped up near Salisbury Plain, and uh, like in the middle of the night, there was like massive flares going off. It's like artillery over on the over on the ranges or something so it was kind of cool anyway I digress um, yeah so I think I think maybe one factor is that people have um, you know people have have decided to uh, have just kind of got out of the habit of going out um, and that's like a factor so it's not it's not directly related to I don't want to go out because I'll get COVID and die it's more like I just can't be asked going out anymore and and quite a lot of the venues I, I was like starting really really late because you're supposed to at one at one point the idea was to do like social distancing so I was I was, I was asked to do like two two talks in one evening one evening so I'd have to do like half six and then half past eight so they scrapped the the they scrapped the half six and just did half eight but half eight is like way too late way too late to be talking. Like even you know you won't go you won't go out to see a film at Harper State, would you at night? So that's like that's like a disaster. So it's like all this stuff. It's all in all in ref, in retrospect, it all makes perfect sense, but only in retrospect. So anyway, it is what it is. As I talk, as I say in my slideshow about when your house bends down, it is what it is. Um, navigating another ooh, another roundabout, one-handed. Wish I wish I had an automatic. Oh God, better not crash. I shouldn't really be going round around with one on hand. Um, yes. So, so where have I been? I've been last night. I was in um, Exeter, which is actually quite nice. It's quite it's quite funny. Like some, yeah, I've been getting I've not been getting good vibes about a lot of a lot of the cities of the UK. I must say, they all seem very. It's a bit like you know when you've not seen. Um, like an ex-girlfriend or somebody you know your your childhood sweetheart I probably told this story about I had a well I wasn't I was she wasn't a childhood sweetheart but she was like uh, you know I think she would have liked <laughs> she would like to have been um, when I was like a kid and we were the same age uh, um, her name was Heather she lived on the same the same balcony as me we didn't live on a balcony but that's what you called it like but, you know, you're on a block of flats and you're on the same thing. Uh, yeah, the, the, where we live, where I lived, the, the, the flats, they weren't like enclosed. So when you went, when you walked along, 
it was kind of open, if you know what I mean. Like you always see on those kind of, you know, programs like Silent Witness and stuff. That that kind of that kind of block of flats. Um, but yeah, but no, yeah, a few years ago, I was in a, I went to the service station to get some petrol when I was in Hull, and she was like working behind the counter. Like I do apologise, Heather, if you if you're listening to this, but I doubt you are. Um, God, she looks so old. She looked like a, she. I won't say she's like an old lady, but she did but and she uh, but she looks so old and that's I think that's the thing about working if you're working class you just get you just get old very quickly I don't know why it is lack of uh, you know too much shit food maybe I don't know too much stress too much anxiety and stuff but yeah she looks so old but anyway like but a lot of uh, the British cities have looked a bit like that to me coming coming back just full of um, like (laughs) Illegal immigrants delivering food to lazy fucking lazy people sat at home on their asses. Um, just very, uh, yeah, kind of very down at heel, basically. I have had to change my position of my recorder so I can use both hands going like going lots of round, lots of roundabouts. So what was I saying? Yeah, so um, yeah, so the UK, I guess it's all sorts of it's all sorts of reasons for it. But um, I won't go into it. I won't go into my theories because it's. Uh, I, I, I had a few uh, semi semi chastising emails from people about mentioning um, uh, the unmentionables. Oh, not men- not mentioning the unmentionables, but just mentioning them in a way which is unmentionable. So the the c word and the and the uh, the b word. No, I didn't mention the b word. I mentioned the. C word and the C word. Um, <laughs> you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about now. Anyway, but there's some things you can talk about, but there's some, but you can't, but you can only talk about them one way. So because it's like a climb, because it's like a climbing. Well, it's meant to be a climbing podcast. It's not really, is it? But anyway, because it's a, because it's meant to be a climbing podcast, I am allowed to talk about climate, but, I can, but I'm only allowed to talk about it one way. Um, and um, I guess I can also talk about COVID, but I can only talk about it one way. And I probably fail fail to talk about both things in the right way. I suppose I could talk about Brexit as well, but again, I can only talk, I can only talk about it one way. Um, it's not that it's not that I'm going to talk about it in, in the uh, in the wrong. It's not going not not going to talk about it in the wrong way. Um, it's just I'm not going to talk about it in the right way. So the wrong way is that is that there isn't a right or a wrong way and that's the that's the wrong way to talk about it because really there's only one way and that's the right way or the correct way and i and i don't i just don't really i just don't really i just not very right or right you know anyway so maybe that's the definition of right someone who is right wing is they actually think that there's a right way of thinking about things um anyway um so anyway, so I do. I, I do have. Had, I have had some chastising, not chastising, but mainly um, correcting emails from people who care, and I do appreciate them. And uh, uh, um, does it mean does that? Well, that, that probably means I'm probably more likely to talk about it. Like I'm talking about it now, aren't I? But um, but I won't because uh, you know I don't. Yeah, you know I just it's just kind of a bit. It's just kind of it. I just don't want to talk about it. That's why. But um, 
but yeah, often that is often uh, like diff I think I'm a difficult person. I think I've realised it's taken me a long time to understand that I'm a difficult person. But as someone said about Winston, a Winston, someone said about Winston Churchill, a great man is a difficult man. So I always I always think about that when I'm being a complete dickhead um, or just being annoying. Uh, so. So what, was, what am I going to talk about today, apart from going on tour? I think I should really talk about... I think I should really talk about something, actually, that's got something to do with what I'm supposed to be talking about, which is kind of outdoor-y, outdoor-y kind of stuff. Um, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a line in my talk, in my, sh- in, my sh- in my show, about hope is not a strategy. Oops, God. Sorry, my mic- microphone's falling over. That hope is not a strategy. Um, I don't know where it came from. I thought I'd invented it, but apparently I don't think I have. Someone, someone came up and said it's like uh, they'd seen someone else say the same thing. Um, I do. I have. It, may, it might. It might not be self-generated. It might be actually borrowed from somewhere else, um, uh, like most things are. Uh, but it's basically. It definitely pretty much sums up a lot of thoughts I have about how not to die uh, when you're climbing mountains, basically. Uh, like sometimes, I don't know if hopes. I'm sure is it not hope? Like when um, when uh, your woman opened when Pandora opened her box, and inside was all were all these like terrible things um, that flooded the world. One of them was hope. I seem to remember. Like people always forget. People always forget that this hope's not really highlighted. So like Barack Obama, like you know, hope and change, you know, just bullshit basically. Um, so hope is not really something you wanna you wanna base anything on. You re- like the Greek. I expect the Greeks. They they pretty much understood this. As does uh, as does anybody who is living, uh, you know, like hand to mouth trying to survive. Um, you really need a bit more than that. You need to really um, work towards something. You know, put in the effort, put in the planning. Uh, know when to give up. Know when to redirect your efforts to something else. So, uh, like you don't. There's there's chance, but that but chance is kind of different to hope. Is it chance? What's the chance? What's the chances of? So I was mention I was mentioning in the last last sort of podcast about my views on uh, climate um, climate um, climate realism um, and I, it was it was it was it make me think actually when I was in Kenya you know you would you'd go and you would see uh, but you're in Kenya and then you come back and you see some sort of BBC documentary with some um, you know like ex person who used to be a uh, ex-person who used to be a celebrity. Ah, Christ, I'll bring tea. Christ, everything's falling off. God, it's so dangerous podcasting while you're driving. God, if I have a crash, if I have a crash, this is going to be user's evidence about... Oh, God. I need some kind of, like, harness, harness system that can hold my microphone in position. Anyway, but you'll get some... some um, you know, some TV celeb. I think it was that thing, Walking with Elephants. Was it Walking with Elephants or something? With Steve 
Steve Blagshaw or whatever his name is. Um, you know where 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 he'll be going to some area, and he'll be saying like, "Oh, all the people have got no water, and um, you know the elephants are dying, and all that kind of shit, and uh, due to climate change." But like when you go to those places, it's got it's got fuck all to do with climate change, to do with you know like like huge you know huge um, sort of plantations full of you know growing like you know flowers to sell to send off to Tesco's in the UK and the rest of Europe and you know like a, the like the land was never was never designed for that level of like irrigation and things so basically you know the, the these farms like sucking basically all the water out of the out of the ground and out of the rivers but I guess that's too I think I think that's one of those things where when you you know when you when you see that and you know that it kind of puts a seed of doubt into your head um, like when you've been to Greenland and you know that basically there's more polar bears now than there has been for maybe a hundred years you know you know, people don't people don't know that, so they think if they see like a polar, except for make a joke that when we went out to Greenland, we didn't have a rifle because it's supposed to be like environmentally friendly, and we didn't want to kill any animal, any polar bears. And you know, as soon as you get, as soon as you arrive there in the airport, there was like massive uh, polar bear sort of pelts like up on the wall of the airport that were shot. You know, you know, a few years before, <laughs> a few years before, like on the. And I'm, t- and I'm telling you, like, a fucking polar bear is massive. It's like the size of a... If you skinned a, if you skinned a small car, that's what it would look like if you put it on the wall. Um, so anyway, so you're, if you're in a place where you know there's polar bears, and polar bears aren't that uh, averse to, like, eating people, um, especially, you know, especially uh, environmentally friendly people, then you just, you just got your fingers crossed they've all died of... Uh, global warming where you are but they haven't they're like there's like there's like loads of them so so yeah so that maybe that maybe that comment is something which may offend some people because because some people really want the really want or need all the polar bears to to be dying or being close to extinct and the fact they're not and the fact that's the way you feel is perhaps uh, something worth um questioning in your in your head like that's not a I'm not a climate denier by saying that there's more polar bears now than there's ever been. Um, but you, if you're upset by that comment, you might be denying something much more, um, much more important. So, what that is, I, I do not know, and I do not, I do not wish to think about it. So, um, so what was my, what was my point? Um, yeah. So, so, so often. You know, often the you know you're making a program about elephants, and you're just you know um, throwing in about climate change is the reason why there's no water, um, rather than actually having a an in-depth you know like documentary about you know not not only are we kind of basically sucking all the resources out of these countries, um, re, you know all the you know so we have nice nice flowers you know to give to our wives and. Our wives could give to us, I guess. Don't want them though. Um, you know that that's actually a, a more like interesting uh, documentary, really, rather than this kind of very 
like primary school-esque thing. It's just it's just lazy, basically lazy reporting. You know, you could you could say the same about basically um, strip mining all these African countries like South Africa of all its like nurses and doctors and stuff because um, we don't you know we don't train we don't train enough. Even though you got like you know, you've got like 64 million people in the UK now, but we can't train enough nurses and stuff you know that that, that would that would make a very interesting um program like what what's gone on with the education system that that we don't we have to steal all these people like why are the why are the villages in latvia where there's like no young people anymore like, like stuff like that interesting it'd be interesting interesting to to really get to grips with it but anyway it's just easy to say <laughs> climate change yeah, that's why we've got all these nurses here, because climate change. You know, the, the classic was, when I was in South Africa, the, the you know, there was a big thing about years, it was like, was it year zero or something, that when Cape Town would run out of water, and it was to do with climate change. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't really to do with climate change, it was to do with, you know, like a massive expansion of Cape Town, but with no corresponding um, improvement in infrastructure and, reservoirs and all that like it's a it's a there's a there's a you know there is a the climate is 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 forever warming and cooling and you have more rain and less rain and you know like it's very cyclical and 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 the climate in general is, is changing you know the earth is uh doing something as it always is but that isn't really the nate that isn't really the the issue the issue is don't just fucking say it's climate change and, and let fucking wankers who have not invested any money in infrastructure to get away with it um, you know they said it was to do with a with they actually said when I was in South Africa that the lack of water was to do with apartheid that the apartheid regime built its reservoirs too too large I don't really I never understood what that argument was about but anyway I'm just saying though that they don't don't allow your what is a, an honest um, an honest you know concern for the environment and and you know all living things to allow fucking people to fuck you around and tell you something which isn't true so you know because that is basically that is the way that you're really gonna you're really gonna end up with some really really bad outcomes for every everyone and everything but you know that's that's you know not nothing nothing i would say nothing is about what you think it's about anymore you know so you know the lockdowns are not about health environmental policy is not about the environment you know education policy is not about teaching children you know it's like nothing nothing is what you think it is so but what what it is i don't really wish to dwell on because i don't really know but it's not but it's not what we think so anyway don't want to be negative don't want to be negative um uh, you must rise above these things because basically you're right, it's not in your control you know you know prime ministers and you know these people it's not, it's not in their control either because they don't they don't really control anything they're just reacting to 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 things beyond their control which are which are in the control of other 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 people <laughs> it's the jews it's the jews no it's not the jews um you know but there's thing there's anywhere i don't want to be i don't I don't want to be, sound like some sort of crazy person. Um, but it is basically beyond your control, so don't worry about it. And uh, don't, don't kind of imagine you can all get together, 
you you know you can all all kind of agree that there's something going on you can all get together and fight it in some sort of uh um v for vendetta style because that 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 won't happen either oh christ someone's trying to run me off the road because i'm talking because i'm talking about the truth oh other roundabout i'm going i'm going manual i'm not literally going manual which is a which is a euphemism for masturbation i'm actually just trying to use use one spare hand right london Right, so I'm back on, back on. Yeah, someone, someone was like driving along, like flashing a massive white light in my head, in my eyes, like Princess Diana. But they're not going to get me. I'll get myself. Um, so what? So yeah, so I do appreciate the emails. I do appreciate them. I do, I do, I do think I do give a great deal of thought to my uh, to my thoughts. I do have like a. I do have like a fail-safe system that's like running in my head all the time that's checking to, to make sure I don't go insane. Um, you know, or, um, you know, I think maybe, maybe we've had this conversation before is um, like radical, radicalism. It's very, it's very common these days. Like a lot of people are very radical. They've been radicalized. Uh, I've been radicalized in the past. But it's not. It's like a radica, radicalization is like a process. But you, you, it's not like an end state. Well, it is. Unless it is if you like strap a lot of bombs to yourself and blow yourself up in a BP garage just to save the planet. Like that is kind of an end state. But um, and we will, we will have like full on, you know, IRA style armed terrorists fighting for the fighting for the environment and all that kind of stuff. I think within like within the next ten years. Um, but yeah, so rad- radicalization is a, is like a process, and often you can, you know, often you can, because because you're at the because be- you're kind of uh, it's a bit like you know relig- when people you know find religion, you know, basically something is happening in their life, or somebody gives them an answer, that explains why things are the way they are, or why you're poor, or you know whatever. And you sort of season that thing, and it, be- it becomes this amazing thing in your life. Like, oh, I've seen the light, you know, I know the way, all that kind of stuff. So I would say, like, a, a classic example of this would be, you know, one of the most hated people in the UK is like Tommy Robinson. You don't really, you don't really hear of him anymore because he's kind of a like a non-person. Um, but I would say, I would say Tommy Robinson, like me and Tommy Robinson, are probably cut from the same cloth. And it's very it's very easy to um, to sort of focus your your you know, to blame like you know blame some you know, it's the most obvious thing to blame is often not the thing. Uh, really, Tommy Robinson has um, you know his issues are with are not with um, uh, Islam and um, all that kind of stuff. It's to do with it's to do with other stuff. It probably to do with like. Uh, you know, it's to do with other, it's to do with other things, but you he misidentifies what the problem is. Um, the problem isn't, you know, like Muslims or whatever. Like, it's not even necessarily um, immigration. It's a bit, it's, it's kind of deep. It's like deeper things that take probably take a lot longer to understand. Um, but you know, when you're working class, you're not really, you, you're not, you're not endowed with the skills you need to try and work these things out. And if you're, um, 
you know, if you're sort of uni university educated, like the skills you need to work things out, you know, are kind of being um, uh, like uh, <laughs> patched or something. You know, you've had like a, a firmware update. Is it firmware? Firewire? Firmware update. So you can't, you can't, you can't really see them. So you'd have to be someone like, um, you know, like Alan Moore or somebody, you know, who is, uh, who is like old enough, old enough and intelligent enough to work some things out, you know, and to see things, some see things like, you know, see see things clearly. I don't think they go to a university, Alan Moore. I don't really know. But even Alan Moore's like full of shit sometimes. You know, he doesn't get it right, and no one get no one gets. No one could get everything right, you know. It's, it's it's impossible. You know, you don't live you don't live long enough. You can't read enough books and talk to enough people to get everything right. So you're always going to get, you know, you're always going to get something wrong. Um, you know, like people who go on about, um, you know, offshore, offshore, uh, you know, tax havens. You know, you could. I I would I cause I I personally think there are many things in in um, in our kind of uh, societies, which are the opposite of a tax haven, um, you know, like so. A good example is an art gallery. Like an art gallery isn't there in order to. Um, it's nothing to do with art or like showing art or supporting art. It's just a. It's just a, a vehicle to kind of ingest tax taxpayer money. Which is probably far more, you know, far more wasteful than someone keeping the money they, they earn themselves, you know, because they're not they're not stealing it, you know, you don't steal the tax you don't pay. It is kind of your it is kind of yours really, but you do steal the tax from everybody else when you just got like a, when you got a shit art gallery that is just uh, is propped up, you know, it doesn't actually do any real. You know, it's not like a show start centre. You know, it's just a shit art gallery, and it's just there, you know, to sort of extract money. Um, and and yeah, this that goes for uh, you know so many things. So you know, so really, I think you really have to identify. You know, I guess I think if you don't know it, you know, if you don't know the other side, you don't know anything basically. So you 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 really have to, you know, to have a view on. Um, you know, tax policy and, you know, why people put their money offshore and all that kind of stuff and various things. Like, tax is a funny thing that people like to talk about. I actually paid, I, I always make this joke that I moved to Ireland um, to pay less tax. No, I moved to Ireland for tax reasons, but I actually pay more tax in Ireland. In, in Ireland, if you make over 34,000 euros, you have to pay like 40% tax, which kind of, it, it kind of just, it, it, just I don't know I don't find it, it inspires me to work any harder than that than than enough to make that amount of money. But um, I do have a, a on the on the subject of Ireland, Irish tax law. You do have this thing where if you're an artist, you can um, you don't have to you don't have to declare like up to fifty thousand euros of income if it's from your art. Um, so if you're a writer, you know if you're writing stuff that could be defined as artistic writing, so creative writing, or if you're a musician, um, painter, then you can, um, you don't have to, so that, that would make a massive difference to a lot of, a lot of artists, because a lot of artists don't make almost, they don't really make any money, and they really, 
never make any money for their whole of their lives. They're just like like living by you know they've got a lot of talent, but they never really get their they're never really paid for it. So um, so maybe people think that's unfair, but it's kind of how you know I think the Irish maybe appreciate you know that kind of thing more. Anyway, I am I am actually I do actually I do I have been qualified to be to class myself as an artist, but I've never actually I've never actually done it I've always declared all my income because I some of it might be able to some of it might fit underneath that category but most of it doesn't so I just um you know so I don't want to, I don't want to get the impression that I'm someone who doesn't like paying tax but I do I do, I do try and pay the minimum <laughs> you know uh, and uh but yeah but that's you know I think you'd be daft not to um uh yeah so what was I, what was I supposed to be talking about apart from going around all these roundabouts I don't know if I'm going the right way. Where am I going? Christchurch. I've got my little. As I said, because I've not got a, I've not got a, uh, I've not got a smartphone. I've just got like a dumb phone. I just have to download the map on it. I've got like an iPad, and I'm just trying to uh, navigate by my iPad. Oh God, I went the wrong way. Bollocks. Bollocks. Christ, I shouldn't be really. I shouldn't really be driving and trying to do a podcast at the same time and navigating. I once met somebody, he was in Northern Ireland, he was in some kind of secret, secret squirrel kind of Northern Ireland thing. And you had to drive around, um, you had to drive around uh, by yourself. Uh, you had to hold a map in what, you had to hold a map in your, in your hand on your steering wheel. And then the other hand was like on your on your gear stick, and you had to be able to drive like super super fast um, while chasing after baddies. And I think you were I think you were all by yourself as well. I always think about that like the ability to drive, look at a map, um, navigate, and watch out for getting shot and stuff is a, is a good skill. It's probably a lost. I guess now you just have a GPS. You know, turn left at the you know, Republican Sinn Féin offices and all that kind of stuff. My brother, because he was, um, when he first joined the Air Force, he went over to, he was a, a movements, movements something, uh, air movements operator, whatever it is. And I think that just meant he was like a taxi driver. I think he just like, just drive a, drive a car around. And he was over in, he was over in Northern Ireland. So he learned, um, he had to do all the kind of escape and evasion kind of stuff in a car like how to do a handbrake turn and how to you know if a car is trying to knock you off the road like how you um have to position your car to knock them off the road and stuff instead and how to fire a gun through a through a windscreen uh, apparently you have, to fire, you have to fire twice that's, that's the trick two bullets that's the trick um because it was a really it was a really famous uh horrible thing if you google it, it was when the british two british soldiers got kind of stuck in a funeral in in uh, Belfast and they were kind of surrounded I think the the mourners it was a funeral for someone who was shot in Gibraltar by the SAS I think it was uh, they, they thought maybe they were um, like Republicans or something no Republicans they were um, nationalists is that the right for the nationalists anyway UDA whatever it was anyway so the uh, they were they were armed but one of the guys his like gun went off inside the car and like went 
basically disabled the car, it went into the engine, disabled the car, and uh, and they, they both got pulled out and both got killed, uh, like kind of live on television, got them with the days. Um, yeah, someone was telling, asking me the other day about going up to going up to Northern Ireland and what's it like and it's so it's inter- interesting as soon as you go over the border there's like a really different atmosphere um, you go past all these places if you're going climbing in the Mourne Mountains which are really well worth well worth going to going to visit the Mourne Mountains um, that's where they filmed a lot of Game of Thrones by the way but there's also like a really really fantastic climbing there um, yeah the Mourne the, uh, you go past all these like famous uh, places where there was like bombings and stuff. Um, what's the what's the, the the famous? I can't remember his name. The famous one was where there was I think it was the day that Mount Batten was blown up. I think he was wasn't he was he blown up in Ireland, not in Northern Ireland. I can't remember. Anyway, the day he was blown up, there was a, a lorry full of um, paras. And they were going along, and there, there, there was a bomb, and the bomb went off, and then that killed like quite a few of them. And then the rest of the paras turned up to assist them, and they set up like a, like a command centre next to this building. Anyway, there was another bomb in that building as well, because he knew that's what would happen, and that went off, and that killed um, loads more, a load more of them. I don't, know, I can't remember. It was like a lot of people got killed. There was a really good documentary about it, and there was a guy who was a photographer. He was like a news photographer, news of a new photographer, and he turned up, and he was just taking a photograph when the bomb went off, the second bomb. And he never, uh, he never, uh, he never processed the film because because it was so the experience was so profoundly horrific. He never processed the film. So in this documentary, the uh, he actually processed the film and it just showed. I think it did have like an, a shot of like he just caught it just as the bomb was going off. But it was uh, yeah, I read a, I read a few things about like people finding just like boot in you know, like a pair of boots just standing up with like the person was just like you know blown you know just blown to bits and things. But um, yeah, pretty horrific. So. But you do, you do, yeah, you do feel it's very different. And some of the areas where you go, where like all the, you've got all the murals and all that kind of stuff. But you've also got, in some areas, like a lot of Union Jacks, and you've got a lot of uh, the, you know, the the pavements are painted, like the the flagstones are painted, all these different colours. And uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth it's worth visiting before it. You know, maybe it'll eventually you like your island will like become like. Um, you know, it'll be like unified. It'll be one country again. Although I think probably it never. I think never it. It's like a lot of these things to do with history. I don't think it ever really was one country anywhere. It was. It was a little bit like like most European countries. It was more like Afghanistan, and it was like a series. Oh Christ Almighty! It was like a series of um, you know um, small sort of fiefdoms and clanships and all that kind of stuff so it was um, you know like Germany like Italy was the same all these Britain was the same you know basically you, you employ violence to to you know violence and marriage and things to to make like a unified a unified
unified hull. And then once you've got a unified hull, then you can start fucking attacking, <laughs> attacking the other ones around you and try and make them unified. So, um, yeah, the, the idea of like this, the modern, the, you know, of countries is actually, you know, it's very, it's very modern. Look at the, if you look at the, you know, it's, um, yeah, the, I don't know what, I guess like the, you know, I was having this conversation tonight actually with a, with a Turkish kebab man. Um, he was a, he was a, he was a, he was Turkish. The guy, the other kebab guy, they're very interesting kebab people. They're always from Turkey for some reason. Anyway, he was a, he was a curd, but it seems to get on well. Um, yeah, we talk, he was talking about the British Empire and our, and so I was, I was talking about why British people hate themselves. Well, not British people, Welsh people don't hate themselves. Well, they should. <laughs> no, they were the lost tribe of Israel. Now, well, Welsh people don't hate themselves. Um, Scottish people don't hate themselves. Uh, English people living in Scotland hate themselves. Now, English people living in Scotland hate English people more than Scottish people hate English people. Like, I think Scottish people don't really care. They don't really care about um, Scottish independence. But English people living in Scotland, they really care because they just want to get out from under the heel of their own of their own kind, basically. So, um, so yeah, that's a funny. No, but English, but Eng English people are the only people in the world who absolutely detest themselves. Who are just, you know, like the self-hating Jew. It's like the self-hating English person. Um, it's very, very odd. Like, do you know when you, you know, like we, like rightly so. I think we mix up nationalism with like jingoism and um, you know racism and fascism and all these isms. But like nationalism, you know, when you meet um, like someone from, um, you know, from the, it was a it was Basque or something or. You know, someone from like the Tyrol or a Bavarian or whatever. They are they are so into where they come from. They are so proud of their of their country and their their cuisine and their you know all the, all this kind of stuff. And it really, I think it really is important to you know to 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 do that. It's the same with like you know immig immigrants. I guess that's the same with the English people living in in the, in Scotland. You know, they're basically immigrants. It's very, you know, it's like immigrants often take on, you know, they love the country far more than the the native population, well, especially in in England. Um, maybe that's maybe that's a real a real thing that's like missing from. Uh, you know, people look so down at heel and so depressed. You know, like at least if you're, at least if you kind of really love the place you live, it gives you something to you know to hold on to really. Um, you know, your tr your tribe. If you really don't, if you don't feel like you're part of a tribe, you don't really belong. You don't. You're not. You're nothing really. You're just a. You know, you're just a slave or something. You know. So um. But yeah. So but yeah. It's uh, I can't remember what was my point. Um. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. That's so. No. I was, yeah. So I was saying about the Turkish, the Turkish guys are basically agreeing with me, like English people. They have no. They have no like love of their country, and they have no love of their. Uh, they, have, they have no. Um, they they put it down to because they're not. They have no religion, which is probably true. Um. Yes, yeah, I mean, but anyway, so <laughs> I think they were, they were talking about like Britain like invading and and all the sh and all like dividing up uh, Turkey, 
so that you know with the um, the cards and all that kind of stuff but then I was like uh, I was like well remember the you know the, the Ottomans they fucking invaded you know a, a large portion of the earth like you know Egypt and all this kind of stuff and it was basically the this kind of the Sykes-Picot is the Sykes-Picot you know when they sort of divided up all the these Middle Eastern countries it was it was a result that the Turks the Ottomans had invaded all these countries in the first place and um, and then allowed their kind of their empire you know to collapse so it's like all these things it's like uh, what was it like it's like a game of I can't think what game it is you know but you just think you know it's all to do with the British and the British Empire and then you're like I'll, I'll raise you with um, the Ottoman Empire and this I'll raise you with the you know with the Persians and I'll, I'll raise you again with the Romans and it all you know it just goes on and on and on you know was it history is one <laughs> is one bloody thing after the other or history is one fucking thing after another um, fucking bloody thing after another so so yeah but anyway you have some good you have some quite good conversations with uh, people working kebab places um, you don't you just you shouldn't really view them as just like kebab robots you know who basically like vampires they only come out late at night and then you know make kebabs for drunk people um, same with taxi drivers um, yeah they're really, really you know taxi drivers are really into conspiracy theorists I think maybe because a lot of them are sort of um, you know like uh, there are certain groups in society I think go more into conspiracy theories like you don't get I don't think Chinese people or Koreans or Japanese people do conspiracy theories, but there's lots of uh, you know lots you know other other people do, but they're, they're good though. Conspiracy theories that they're a kind of a bit like religion, like they help to explain things um, in a way that's uh, helpful but not true. So um, I'm really I'm really waffling. I was actually going to talk about something else, but I've like waffled on for so long. Let's have a look on my on my record how long I've been waffling. Oh, my eyesight's still too bad, I can't see it. Uh, can't see anything. Oop, hold on. I am going, I've been talking for 37 minutes. Um, yeah, I was gonna talk about, it seems a bit stupid to talk about anything now, because I've been talking for too long. Where am I, on the map? Yes, I'm still going. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna talk about f- failure. Not failure. I'm sure I've talked about that before. Um, yeah, I was talking. Well, yes. Yeah, did I start talking about hope is not an option? Um, yeah, like mis- mistakes. That was we're gonna talk about. Like stupid mistakes. Um, oh, hope. hope. Yeah. You really. You, you do really need to have a. You do really need to be sort of clear-minded when you're doing stuff. Like you, you, there is there is a, there are points in your life where you just have to roll the dice and you just have to go with chance. But you really want to like limit those limit those those times to a minimum. Oh, Christchurch! <sighs> you need to like really minimum minimise them. Oh, there's a castle here apparently and a key. Um, is a key? Is that just like a harbour? Yeah. Yeah. You, you really you don't want to live your life, you know, 
there's enough things in your life that are like uh, you know like like chance and luck plays a part um, but you need to kind of minimize them so you know if you have an ob- if you have a an objective um, or like an outcome you're you're aiming for you you really want to maximize your chances um, you know like the a classic a classic thing is you know this idea of like russian roulette well what instead of having a, a pistol with five or six chambers what's the chance what's your in, what's the increased if you is it one in five then if you've got like a because most revolvers have six chambers but some have five um <laughs> some some maybe have one maybe if you have a double barrel shotgun and you just put like one bullet in one chamber anyway i don't I'm not good at math i want to work out would it be one in five or one in six Anyway, um, oh, is it, and we did Bournemouth, apparently. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, but so instead, imagine you have a uh, you have a pistol that's got like a thousand chambers, and you know, so you could think you could think of it in an opposite way. So the outcome you want is to shoot yourself in the head, or maybe say no, that's not that's not that's that's too negative. Say you have a this very unwieldy. You have a very unwieldy pistol that's got like a hundred chambers in it and you've been told you have to have a duel with Scaramanga on his uh, on his desert island um, like how many bullets how many bullets do you get for your duel like if you don't if you only get the one you know you've got one in a thousand chance of like you know you've already got a heart you've got he'll give you one shot Scaramanga because he's that kind of guy isn't he He'll just give you one shot, and um, <laughs> you got a one in a thousand chance of like that. If you're bullying in the right chamber, but like, what can you do? What can you do to improve your chances? Like, can you earn some more? Can you mine some more bullets to go in there? Uh, you know, so if you want to say you want to climb El Cap, you can just rock up, and you've got like a maybe. For every hundred people, for every thousand people who want to climb El Cap, maybe a hundred get to Yosemite, and maybe of that hundred, maybe maybe thirty, maybe thirty start climbing, and of that thirty, maybe ten, five get to the top maybe 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 15 get five pitches up and then uh, but only uh you know maybe another five get halfway up then but maybe only 15 or 10 get to the get to the top out of a thousand out of a thousand people so what can you do to improve your improve your odds or something like that you know you need to you know if you're just turning up with with uh just with the ambition you know that's not that's not that can work it does work but you know the more you the more you kind of nail you know everything you can um you know that's going to improve your chances and and a lot a lot of that is is being able, by by training by training you foresee the the 
errors and problems that will arise. So when they when they arise on the actual in the on in the event of of what you're training for, you've already experienced them and found a way of overcoming them. So a good example is if you're jumaring up the fixed ropes up to heart ledge and you jam your jumar like really tight up against the knot and then you suddenly find you can't um, release the jumar from the rope and you waste like 20 minutes and you get exasperated and you freak out and you think how can I do this and your mates like oh let's not do this like you can't even jumar up a rope you know you know if, you, if you've already done that before in the right you know if, if you already made that mistake then uh, you know while, while practicing a climbing wall that you won't make that mistake again and just just this you know there's like there's like hundreds and hundreds of little tiny things that you you'd experience in just learning to do more effectively you know give yourself give yourself like six months six months to train um um, same with alpine climbing, you know, give yourself six months to get as you know fit enough and get your gear together and uh, you know do a few little practice, go up on like triffin and bivy on a ledge and uh, you know every, everything everything you do is basically the opposite of hope, you know, um, you know what's it hope and change. I guess it's not. Yes, it's not the change. The hope is not what you want. Is but you are is the change. Like you are changing. You are like improving your your skill set as a climber. Um, like a lot of climbers don't know how to jumar, and they also don't know how to haul. And they've read a book, so they think they do, but they but they don't because it's like it's very very complex. It's a bit like riding a bike, as in, you know, you can ride your bike, but you want to ride it well. It, it actually requires a lot of um, a lot of skill. Um, and training and understanding like the biomechanics you know of like you know how you place your feet and the position of the the you know size of the frame and all that kind, all that kind of stuff so uh you know you, you could you could cycle around the world on one of those um you know folding bikes but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be much fun and the same way you can like climb up you can jumar rappel cap you know with a grigri and a jumar um but it won't be that much fun and uh so it so yeah so the so the um yes yeah, so i hope i think when yeah maybe it's a, maybe it's about when you again like go back to pandora's box when you realize it's about hope you that there's hope in your heart like that's not a good thing um there's like there's like trusting there's trusting your partner and trusting yourself and there's also like hoping your partner isn't a fuck up and hoping your fitness is up to up to standard you know up to up to scratch and you're not going to let yourself down let your partner's down or um yeah so like yeah so hope is hope is a good thing to try and to use as a like as a little um warning like I hope this is going to work out. Like, okay, what could I have done that I don't have to hope that hope it's this way? And I suppose that kind of fits. That kind of uh, expands out into just general, you know, general life. I hope I have a good life. I hope I can find a good job. I hope I can, you know, 
do X and Y, but hope isn't going to hope isn't going to do it because it basically it you know it endows you with something that you don't that everyone everyone can get for free. You know everyone can hope this will this will happen, um, but it doesn't mean you know really you need, you need to at least have a plan how to have a good life and how to have a good yeah. oh my god engine how to have a good life how to have a good job god where the fuck am I um because it's like multitasking I'm driving I'm trying to be insightful well not insightful but I'm trying to say something and driving around roundabouts So yeah, I guess it's like have a get a what's that thing? Um, make a plan, stick to it, start it now. Quite like that one. Uh, but yeah, if you if your plan is just hope, I hope I hope we can climb El Cap. Just maybe just remove the word hope from your from your uh, you know from your from your vocabulary and just come up with like practical solutions what was it like napoleon said he liked lucky he liked lucky uh, generals but well, look what happened to napoleon mm, yeah but there is a, there's all there always like it you know there was there's like lex friedman's podcast i've said i've said this before you know, in lex friedman's podcast he was talking to the judo guy and he said that judo is like a combat sport so it means that no matter how good you are you know you can be defeated because you're competing against another human being and uh, climbing is kind of a combat sport apart from you're, in, you're fighting against well you're kind of fighting against yourself but you're also fighting against like uh, nature and uh, you know the mountain and everything else and in your, you're generally picking a, an opponent who you know can easily defeat you you know that's, that's the nature of trying to do things which are hard you know if they were, if they were easy you know, the, the, you know that would be easy. So, you know, you might not even, you probably won't even bother. Um, so you, um, you know, if you're going into the ring in judo, you're not thinking, "I hope I beat him." I hope I beat this person. You know, you have to really have a have a, a high degree of certainty that you've that you've done everything you done everything you can to do it. So that's the same if you want to go and, you know, if, you, if your dream is to climb El Cap, you know, if your dream is to climb, you know, the Mitteligi Ridge on the Eiger or whatever, it's, uh, it's important to, it's important to, to give as much aid to yourself as you, you know, as, as you can. Like you can't become a master, but you're, um, but you can master as much, as much as you can, basically. A half a half master, um, an amateur. What's that thing? If you know, you know, once you once you know what you don't know, then you know at least you know something. So <laughs> that's, that's the story of my life. Uh, yeah, I do. I do know. I think more more than any more more than any time in my life, I am more. I'm much more aware of all the stuff I don't really understand. Than I than I did because a lot of the times, in in the past, I didn't even understand what I wasn't, what I didn't understand, didn't even what I didn't understand what couldn't be understood, 
uh, I didn't even know it existed. I just I thought I understood what everything. Well, not understood it, but I, I think I, I think I thought I knew what was going on. But increasingly, I realised I don't I don't know what's going on, and, uh, and I definitely because I know what's going on. I definitely know that the majority of people have no idea what's not going on. So. So yeah, so on those wide wells, I think I'm here now. I think I'm in the town centre of Christchurch. Uh, you may hear this podcast before I even got on the stage. I am going to try and record this pod. I am going to try and record one of these shows, the last shows, probably the last one, because then I'll I'll have my work, I'll have it all sort of sorted out. Um, I'll record it, and then you can uh, listen to it. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on the podcast so you can listen. I was going to try and film it, but it's too much, too much hassle to do that. Okay, uh, sorry for waffling. It's hard to focus when you're driving. So, yes, that was just a load of old waffle. I, I apologise if, if anything I said is upsetting or, you know, disappointing or or anything like that. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's good to... I spend my whole life listening to podcast and stuff where I, where I kind of feel bristled by what someone is saying but I always try and stick with it because you know you just got you got you got to take that kind of Christian attitude and just be forgiving of people you know just because they don't say the stuff you'd like them to say it doesn't mean they're they're not saying something you should listen to so, right okay last last roundabout okay goodbye Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.